0: we are back. <clears throat> just finished another day at work, and I'm headed home. Um, welcome to this week's edition of the Jeep Chronicles. I am your driver, Royal Jelly. And if you're new to the podcast, I tell stories and just kind of rant um, about my day at work and upcoming stuff I try not to get too political or topical um, I just kind of I did a whole episode about sponsoring a mustache um, once before so anyway this is the podcast I want to thank you for listening I'm trying to sorry I'm trying to get situated and every time I get situated I have to apply the brakes and then everything goes into the floor. Still working on some audio problems of the way it sounds in the background. But right now it should sound fine because I'm in a stoplight. Just make sure I'm still recording. Uh, so yeah the hopefully Lewis can get this posted and he's having to rebuild his computer. Got that sweet producer money coming in so so hopefully he'll get his new equipment up and running. Oh. You never just are in a position where you regret every decision because you're in, you're on the interst- end up on a highway behind a semi, and you get it like there's an interstate and it's got a stoplight in it. So you get behind a semi, and he fucking stops, so you have to stop. Then you have to get caught up, and people are whizzing by you going 60, and there's no way you can get over. And you just play back the situation to, that when you got stuck behind the semi, what could you have done differently to not get stuck behind the semi? It just kind of feels like a allegory of life, I guess. But yeah, coronavirus, still running wild. I know we don't... I don't want to spend the whole drive home talking about it. But they're getting ready to open up all the borders and it's going to be so bad. I know they think... I think that they're just now saying fuck it and let the chips fall where they may. They've tried to protect people. And honestly, I think part of it boiled down to the amount of people who just didn't fucking heed the warnings of anything. They just... uh, Still went about their normal days. They never protected themselves. They never covered up. You know, I've reduced my shopping tremendously. Um, I mean, honestly, we were going grocery shopping two to three times a week, you know, and now we're going once a week, trying to stretch it into, you know, once every 10 days. It's kind of like getting the yard mode. When it's time to mow the yard, it's time to go to the grocery store again. But somebody said it, and it kind of made me laugh. Like it's like we've reverted back to the 1950s, and by way of like you see, like you'll drive by McDonald's, and uh, the parking lot's full, and you know nobody's inside; they're all outside, and like Sonic drive-ins are packed. You know, Red Robins are packed. Kids are playing out in the front yard. People are playing in the street. You've got. Neighbors talking to each other for the first time ever. I still don't talk to mine, but that's not. I'm not at home uh, because I'm essential. But if we had more drive-in movie theaters, you could probably go to one of those. I'd say those would be safe. Um, So it really would be like the 50s. Then you start having the guys with the leather jackets hanging out on the street corners, singing doo-wop to a burning trash can high school. Teenage girls giving up the ass because they don't want to lose their virginity. Sorry, that was graphic. That was gross. I apologize. That's some low hanging fruit. Jeep Chronicles were all about the highbrow humor here. Uh, I thought that lady, this lady passed me and I couldn't see her passenger and she was just chatting up a storm and I was like, is she talking to me? What are we doing? It's getting wild. Oh, but one thing is evident: like everybody thinks that we would be good in a crisis. Everybody imagines that Walking Dead scenario, and from what I'm hearing, it, it you wouldn't be. Most people wouldn't be, like people that got caught unaware with the. And my wife gives those people a hard time. People that ran out of toilet paper. I was like, we would have been in like had i not she was like i think this is going to be bad what should i buy and the first thing out of my mouth was toilet paper and i don't know why i said that because typically it's like bottled water let's go get a gun you know a sherman tank but i said toilet paper and now we have plenty of toilet paper and i didn't buy like i just bought a 24 pack of toilet paper That's what we always buy but i had a little bit extra You know, and if we hadn't bought that, now we'd be needing toilet paper and it'd be like, holy shit, we can't find any toilet paper. So I don't begrudge people who went out, who ran out of toilet paper. But the people that ran out now, the the amount of stupidity that has hit America during this pandemic, it just makes me shake my head. Like, I look at The Walking Dead and think, you know, we would probably be the best country, the most suited country for a global epidemic, a pandemic like this where shit hits the fan all hells broke loose we we would be the central in my this was my thought was that we would be the central like hub of America that wouldn't or hub of the world that wouldn't lose the civilization cuz we got people that we've got preppers and we've got you know everybody owns guns and like we could group back up and have small tribes and start up small governments again and we would be the ones that would come out of it pretty well unscathed cuz i don't know about I don't know about any preppers in the other countries. That would be wild. That would be a wild show. UK preppers? Holy shit. Because they don't have land like we do. Like... (laughs) Just guys... I'm trying... I'm trying not to be classist or racist. But they just... What would... If you were British, what would you prep? I mean, I'm assuming everything... But what's like some... You can't prep fish and chips. You got a whole bunch of frozen cod. And <laughs> <whole bunch> of <laughs> it would look like my house. You open up my deep freezer, it's just a bunch of fish sticks and french fries. <laughs> I'm the UK version of a prepper. Fish sticks and french fries and some frozen pizza. I haven't been to a dentist in over a year. I just wonder. I wonder if they, if people in the world prep like us. I know Africa doesn't have any preppers. They're, every day they live in hell. But anyway, as America, we would be like the, you know, the central hub for survival. I would think. But this pandemic hit, and they had the There are two things that were shocking, that are going to. there? The, we have made history. We are currently living in, and it's going to be popular talked about history. The from an economic standpoint, they will be going over this in. In macro and micro economics classes for forever, like they will be talking about this in 2323 about the and and the and the impact that this had on economics and the sociology, how how this affected us as a society, how it affected the world, and there's going to be two blaring instances, and this is all that's going to be defined. Like we think of cavemen as. They drew on caves, they made fire, and they didn't talk, and they probably just sexually assaulted their women. That's all we know about the cavemen and women. We don't know for sure, but this is what we have proof of, is the cave drawings, and we just, I don't know what scientists, why scientists believe they couldn't talk, brain size, I don't know. But they're going to look back on our society, and here's what they know. New York had to tell people to stop eating ass during the coronavirus. So in 500 years, when they're going to look back on this and they're going to look at how it rolled out, there will be a national emergency release in the state of New York saying, please stop eating ass during the coronavirus. You don't hear about that shit during World War II. Like, and imagine if we go back and look at World War II, our great grandparents, and it was just like, you guys have to stop with the anal sex. <laughs> It'd be like, my God, no wonder there was a baby boom after that. Because they had to stop doing the butt fucking during, and I don't know why you would have to stop butt fucking during World War Two, but just go with me here. Suspend your disbelief in history just for a few minutes and run with me. Take a jaunt with me down this hypothetical situation where, for whatever reason, they had you had to stop anal play during World War Two. Um. But that's what, during the pandemic, and would they just erase New York and be like, the United States told told the people living in the United States 500 years ago that they had to stop eating ass. That's going to be number one. Number two, we ran out of toilet paper. So which one came first? Did we run out of toilet paper first and then we're told to stop eating ass? These are going to be debates that they're going to have in the future, I tell you. And then number three, they had to tell people to stop flushing strange shit down the toilet because you ran out of toilet paper and then you started flushing your shirts, your towels, your shower curtain, and your socks. You started flushing all that stuff down the toilet. These are grown ass men and women who have successfully lived on their own, have not starved to death. They've not killed any random people. They've not gone to jail. They've pro- Most of them probably have kids and they think just because it touches your ass, it needs to be flushed down the toilet. And to me, that is the most bonkers thing ever like if if going into it we knew we didn't have toilet paper and they're very upfront about how much toilet paper we're not going to have we're not going to have a lot of toilet paper for a while so if you've already resorted to using a shirt maybe you just have a, a pile of uh, shirts that you take outside you spray down with the garden hose then you hit them up in the washing machine real quick and then you dry them but you just wash them by themselves and maybe you go uh, let those dry outside so you have def- you've got your booty shirt you got, you got your diarrhea shirt, and then you've got your regular shirts. And you don't want to just, wh- I'm not saying wipe your ass and throw it in with the dirty clothes. Like you need to have like a trash can by the toilet where you wipe your ass and you just put your butt wiping strips down. And then you can clean them later, clean them separately, pour bleach in it, let them soak, whatever, however you want to do it. Just don't flush it down the toilet. And it's insane that people are having to be told to not flush shirts down the toilet. And I'm reminded when I was in junior college, I was a filmer for Butler County Community College and we were going to the national championship. And this was in 2001, 2002. And we were going, we went down to Georgia. We went down to uh, Brunswick, Georgia it's on the coast and we went there by bus so we all met in the parking lot and we drove up to Kansas City across the St. Louis and then down to Atlanta and then over to Brunswick I don't know we had to sleep on the bus it was hell if you've never tried sleeping on a Greyhound bus it sucks you don't get good sleep and plus we're packed in there like not an empty and there were three, two, two buses two buses for an entire football team and I'm talking coaches managers I was a cameraman for the football team and you've got one seat and you're sitting there but anyway so we wake up we're just outside of the hotel we probably got about 30 45 minutes to go and we're waking up and one of the big defensive linemen goes and immediately he go, he wakes up that morning and he's gotta take his morning constitutional. And nobody told us the rules on the bus about don't shit in the bus. And I wish they would have, but nobody told us this rule. So we, he wakes up and he probably would have done it how they, they had said don't, don't shit on the bus. He would have done it anyway. He woke up that morning and he shit on the bus. And it was the most ungodly smell ever. And the driver had to go clean it and first of all there was shit on the walls and so they go up and they everybody knew who shit on the bus and I don't know why you would rub shit on the walls but he claimed that when he was taking a shit the bus turned and when it turned he was gonna fall off the toilet so he was wiping his ass and it was like what boom right onto the wall and doo-doo on the wall and then he'd taken all of his toilet paper after he'd wiped his ass and he put it in the trash because on the side of the there was a sign in the bathroom that says do not put trash in the, in the toilet do not flush trash so in his mind he thought that the used toilet paper was trash and he was supposed to throw it in the trash can so for the rest of the trip you can clean it up like you like but those, you can't those buses are hard to air out we had a, we had the defensive bus smelled like shit and it all smelled like shit because this guy, One, couldn't hold his dookie for 45 minutes to get to a hotel. Two, slid off the toilet and put his shit on the wall. And three, thought the trash meant do not flush toilet paper. So in my life, I'm 37 years old, I have witnessed a 19 year old man not knowing what to flush. And now I'm witnessing, not witnessing personally, but now I'm around 30 some year olds who Still don't know what to flush. I don't know. It, it was an entertaining thought. It was an entertaining comment that my wife made, and I thought I'd share that with you. Was that we're walking around, and we're te- we're having to go back and tell people, know what to not flush down the toilet. I had this lady at the store. She looks like Mad Madam Mim from Sword and Stone. She came in looking for toilet paper. She goes, Do you have any bathroom paper? No. She's like, well, I don't need any, I was just asking. Uh-huh. And she's one of the ones that if you go, she has a whole closet full of toilet paper in her damn house. Cause she buys toilet paper every week. Talking about a meat shortage now. It's funny, if you read the news, like Smithfield, Chicago shutting down, Tyson Chicken. They've got, their people are dying left and right, but they're still not shutting down. They're not telling people that they're gonna shut down, but they're talking about a uh, gonna run out of meat potentially. And then how grocery stores are gonna stop they're gonna start banning people from coming. I don't know how like having having worked at Walmart as a manager, I don't know how you would police that. Be like, I've seen you in here too much this week. Go home. That's weird. I wouldn't want that response. I wouldn't want that job. And as she's like, this if you're getting a bonus, if you're getting a pay raise, I know that's sweet, but also mentally I know you you need a a damn vacation. Like mentally, I'm exhausted. I can't policies changing every day you've got people and on top of the day-to-day operations of the store you've got you know you got to wear a mask and then you've got to make sure that your people are wearing masks and if like they don't have a reusable mask if they're checking out if they're taking care of the mask that they have and you got to do customer counts and you got to limit quantities on this and quantities on that i think they should all give us an extra week's vacation to take at our leisure, that would be something. You want? I would forego a bonus to get an extra week's vacation. I know that's stupid, and six one half dozen the other really, but I would rather take vacation, an extra week of vacation, than just to just the, to have the mental break, like to not just to switch off. And it's and I'm Even now, you can't really go home and switch off. I'm hearing, reading stories about alcohol, like alcohol sales are through the roof alcoholism is going to be, like, going to rehab is going to be a real big thing coming up soon. Uh, done that once. Not going to get to do it again. So, that shit was expensive. But, and that shit was taxing. Because you're 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 quarantined, for lack of a better word. You're, you're away from your family. Your kids got questions. Why isn't dad coming home yet? And all you want to do is go home be like, fuck with my drinking. I can control that. I just want to go home. I don't want my kid to know that I'm a fuck up. But now these drunks are homeschooling their kids. As a former alcoholic, the quarantine's really getting to me. Cause it's, works bad. I've got no way to blow off steam. I could go to the gun range and shoot, I guess. At this point, I don't even know what I wanna do. I don't even know if I wanna be around people or if I wanna be by myself. And I don't even know, given the option to drink if I'd want to. Because what good is drinking, like being in quarantine sucks. Like I watched a whole season and a half of The Wire in under a week. And I worked 45 hours in that week, so I should tell you something. I forgot the point I made before. It doesn't matter, nobody's listening at this point anyway. I may do some research. Typically this is a podcast where I just go with stuff off the head, as you can tell. I hope you found it somewhat entertaining. I wanna do some European preppers. (laughs) I don't know why the thought of that just makes me laugh. Like people in London being like, Oi, I've got a place down under Big Ben. <laughs> when it kicks off, will will be under the clock because nobody's gonna come there. Because that's what you want, really, is you don't want anybody finding you. So you, like, if you live, like, you need to have an either a place out in the woods where nobody goes or a place underground. And I was gonna buy some land up on a, up on a mountain. Oh, and I was gonna, I was, I was going to. A, God damn, eight dollars for four hot dogs. That just seems overly expensive to me. But I was gonna build an underground bunker. I was gonna run like the exhaust up a tree and all the wires up there are underground anyway, so I was gonna run. Anything I needed was gonna be underground, but just have a little cool place to where when it if it does ever break loose, someplace I can go. and just not have to worry about being found you got to wait in in my opinion when it when it kicks off you got to wait for it to blow up because there's going to be mass looting and that's when a lot of people are going to die is is in that that stage that's when you want to have all your stuff in a bunker and you bunker down and you just you're on guard and you're on point you know for those probably three to four weeks i mean two weeks realistically but just to be extra safe four weeks that's when like all the that's when you can go out and when I say start scavenging I don't mean like breaking into people's houses well probably breaking into people's houses but going to stores first and uh, then seeing what they got but you don't want to start civilizationing up immediately you got to see what people are about because you don't want to like me outside of being a manager You know, I feel like that guy in the remake of of, uh, Dawn of the Dead when he's telling everybody what to do and they're like, well, what did you do on the outside? And he was like, I sold TVs at Best Buy. (laughs) But I'm a manager. Like, I can group people up really well. I see, you know, I, I could be an asset in that. But if you want me for, like, my woodworking skills, nope, just take me out and shoot me. You know, I can dig a hole, but not very good. I'm not, I'm probably not even good at that. So unless I'm in charge, I'm basically useless. I like to think that I could just turn off and be that mindless soldier that just kills people as they walk up and steals their shit. But part of me would, you know, part of me would think, be like, well, what if they're good people? What if they can actually do something for the society? And who makes these rules? Like, Negan, who, how did some people get into his group and some didn't? Maybe I'll just skip that episode. Hell, I don't know. But what would be left after people loot? Like, are they going to loot supplies for the long haul? Like, is somebody, somebody going to be out there looting condoms and lube? Are they going to be, like, looting, like, canned goods and work boots and shovels and axes? What are they going to loot? That would be interesting. I don't know. I'd like to see some of this play out, you know, just to see what it would do. Because right now, I mean, for the most part, there's been some grumblings, but everybody's been doing what they're told for the most part. Like, you've got some odd people here and there. But now the the capitalist is starting to take over. We live in a capitalist society, so it's starting to take over. We got to get that economy booming again. We got to get that economy rolling. It's an election year. We got to get that economy up and going. Like, all right, but is that the best thing to do? Because the fucking cheesehead governor we have in fucking Tennessee, he that motherfucker is yet to make a decision. But he's like, he's not gonna end. He's not going to go ahead and end the Save and home order. He's going to let it expire. And then he's just not going to issue a new one. He's not saying it's safe to go out. But he's not saying stay inside either. This motherfucker's not saying shit. Fucking pansy. I swear. This governor is the biggest waste of human flesh ever. Ever. So but just because they're not saying that we can like i know we can go back to work but should we should we let everybody just kind of get out and about start lifting restrictions on people because my companies get they're getting more strict that's what i was talking about earlier is on the news you got them saying you know limited in grocery limiting people in stores kicking people out starting to tighten up on restrictions and then we get the governors getting ready to open like they open up the beaches in florida the the dude in uh sorry i thought the phone call was again um they're opening up the beaches in florida and georgia and they're letting the safer at home play things run out so they're gonna let people start getting back into it but is that the is that the right thing to do for society I know economically we got to get something on the books, but that's why I say you should just legalize weed. You got almost an instant cash crop right there. Just instead of saying May 1st, you can go back to doing whatever you want. Be like, we're still locked down, but on May 1st, you can sell weed. And here's how you go about doing it. And I would be applying for a business loan. I mean, fuck, I've ran $100 million super centers. You tell me I don't know how to run a weed store? Shit. I could do that standing on my head. But, sorry, I was listening to the guy's radio beside me. And I was trying to think of a name for this week's episode. European Doomsday Preppers. (laughs) I don't know why that idea is so funny to me. I don't know. I hope you guys enjoyed the toilet bit. You know, my wife said that, and that that struck me as really, really funny. So, I don't know. Nobody ever hits me back. So, either nobody's listening to this, and I'm talking to myself. Or... um, people listen to it and they don't think it's funny so it was one of the two i guess there's a third off the wall oddball chance that people are listening to this and just they think it's funny but they're just not commenting that's not been uh that's not been uh, my experience with the public typically you give them a voice and they're going to use it to complain anyway so yeah we'll see where it goes all right Well, thanks for listening and have a good one. I'm out.